Welcome to Caregiver SOS On Air, presented by the WellMed Charitable Foundation with nationally known gerontologist Carol Zernio and veteran broadcaster and attorney Ron Aaron. This program provides health, wellness, and other information for caregivers who are vital to the health and well-being of so many people across our country. Now, here are your hosts, Ron Aaron and Carol Zernio. Well, thank you so much for joining us on Caregiver SOS On Air. I'm Ron Aaron, along with our co-host, Carol Zerniel. We've got an interesting topic today. In fact, as I was thinking back of all the shows we've done, I don't think we've ever really dealt with nutrition. We have not, um, and shame on us uh, for not dealing with nutrition. I had the opportunity uh, to see that Dr. Jeffrey Nelson, who's going to be joining us, uh, was speaking um, in a webinar about nutrition and wound care, and it just jumped out at me. I mean, it really hit me. How many caregivers now are being asked to do wound care, and how many of them are like us and are not thinking about nutrition? So we're going to connect the dots today. Well, Dr. Jeffrey Nelson uh, is with us. He's a senior research scientist at the Adult Clinical Therapeutic Nutrition Group within the Scientific and Medical Affairs Department at Abbott. Dr. Nelson is responsible for clinical research in the area of adult therapeutic nutrition and scientific support for adult specialty products globally. Before joining Abbott in 1997, he was a senior research scientist at the Schreiner Burn Institute for Burn Injured Children and held an adjunct assistant professor position at the Department of Surgery at the University of Cincinnati Medical School in Cincinnati, Ohio. And in the small world category, my cousin, Myron Gerson, a cardiologist, has taught there as well. So uh, in Cincinnati, what a small world, right? Dr. Nelson, thank you for joining us. Thank you for having me. It's my pleasure. Tell us a little bit about, uh, before we get into the details of nutrition and wound care, what attracted you to this specialty? Well, when I was at, uh, I actually got my PhD from the University of Cincinnati. And when I was a graduate student, uh, I had the opportunity to be a research assistant at Shriners Hospital for Children. And um, if you've you know, I, I worked there as a research assistant, and then after I got my PhD, they actually hired me on, and I continued to do research in developing uh, formulations for these kids. And I tell you, if you if you've ever worked with with children who have severe burn injury, it will change your life. And it was at that point where I decided that what I wanted to do was to devote my life in helping these kids and helping people with wounds. And I was there for about 10 years. And then uh, I decided that Abbott was giving me an opportunity to, to go forward with this and work in other therapeutic areas, as well as working in the, in the wound healing area. Well, if folks don't know, the Shriner Hospitals are really a gift society and the work they do is phenomenal. Uh, there's a large Shriners temple here in San Antonio, and uh, they are very active in behalf of the Shriners Hospital in Galveston and Houston as well. Uh, and it's no charge to the parents, the patients, and the work they do is phenomenal. So thank you for doing that kind of work. Thank you. 
it's very rewarding to us too. And now you're with Abbott, uh, and folks know the name and think of uh, pharmaceuticals and drug manufacturer. I mentioned to you off the air that I recently got a pacemaker made by Abbott, and frankly, I had no idea Abbott made pacemakers. So uh, that's another area that uh, was a, a pleasant surprise to me, as long as it keeps working. Yes, How did sir. Abbott well, I, get into the nutrition field as well? Well, I can tell you, Abbott, um, uh, there's, you know, it's a global healthcare, and it's the main area or the main home is in the Chicago area. And it's a global healthcare system. It, uh, it spans all, all different ages. So anywhere from infant to, to senior citizens, and we lead business in products such as diagnostics. We have a division, uh, medical devices, which, uh, which you actually have one inside, uh, nutritionals, as well as some generic medicines. We have over 109,000 uh, colleagues uh, you know, throughout the globe. And when you look at just the, our research and development people, we have about a little bit over 600 employees. And this includes uh, research scientists, uh, physicians, technical experts, as well as dietitians. So as you can see, we, we span a lot of different uh, uh, areas. And uh, most of your uh, listeners probably heard of Abbott last year during COVID because we came out with the first COVID test kit and have come out with several others. So we were in the news and that might have been where a lot of your listeners heard about, you know, the diagnostic part of it, but the nutrition part, they've probably seen and heard about Ensure and products such as Glucerna because of the advertisements on TV. Now stay with me just a minute. For those of you who may have just joined us, you're listening to Caregiver SOS on air. I'm Ron Aaron, along with our co-host, Carol Zerniel, and we're talking with Dr. Jeffrey Nelson, who works in the nutrition side of Abbott, and talk to us. And oh, Carol, you got your hand up. Yes. Well, sorry, no. <laughs> um, I, I probably was going to say the same thing because I, I think that for a lot of us, particularly family caregivers, you know, we think of that colorful plate. We think of the, you know, how many servings of fruits and vegetables, and we—that's about as far as we go with nutrition. We think it's very simple. Um, and that somehow we just have a colorful plate and we're done. Uh, but what, why would Abbott invest in so much in nutrition and nutritional supplements and nutrition care and wound care? And we'll get into that. But, but what is it, what is it we're missing when we just think of it's just a, a plate of food? Well, you know, as we look at uh, who is susceptible and all of us are susceptible to getting a chronic wound that just doesn't heal. And if you look at some of the surveys, even though you know you may be having the right the right things to eat, you may not be getting the right amounts to eat. And there's specific ingredients that uh, especially in wound healing that you just cannot get from food enough. Uh, so yes, a well-balanced diet is very, very important. There's other things such as amino, specific amino acids that we can talk about that you just don't get in the food and you need to supplement. And that's why we developed a product uh, 
specifically for wound healing that has these specific ingredients to, to support the wound healing, to support those with, with these chronic wounds that just do not heal. And that's one of the key uh, extrinsic factors that, that we can change in, in wounds. Um, other extrinsic factors such as uh, bad habits like smoking. Smoking is horrible for people with diabetes because it affects the blood flow in the feet. And we know that many, many people with diabetes um, will get a diabetic foot ulcer. And these can either heal very quickly, but more commonly, it, it takes a longer amount of time. And this is where you get into those chronic wounds. Um, but then there's intrinsic factors such as age. The older that we get, the harder it is to, to heal a wound because our skin is different. Our, um, our ability for our immune system to work is different. We have other um, systematic diseases such as, you know, I mentioned diabetes, and we're also on more medications. And just, you know, our age, we, these are things that you can't change. So nutrition is an easy one, but you need to really look at what are those nutrients that actually have effects on, on wound healing. And that's, that's what we have done. That's what we have developed a product called Juven that is not to replace a meal, but to, to supplement with those needed nutrients for wound healing. Now tell us, what does it take to heal a wound? We know blood plays a role and we know that uh, for many people who uh, have diabetes and you're uh, talking to folks who live in a city uh, where diabetes is literally an epidemic among uh, residents in San Antonio and all of South Texas uh, and elsewhere, of course. Uh, what is it in the blood uh, that may not be there uh, to help heal a wound? Well, we all know that uh, protein is very, very important for the, for the wound healing process. And let me tell you just a little bit about the different stages of wound healing, and then I can move into what is it that's missing and what do you need to move from stage to stage. So there's three stages of wound healing, inflammation, proliferation, and remodeling. And I like to use an analogy of a burning house. So the burning house is your trauma. That's, that's your wound that happens. And initially you have the inflammation stage. And this is where, if you're looking at our analogy, this is where the firemen come and put out that fire. And then workers come and they start to clean up the area because you want to have a good clean area for the wound to heal. And this is what our cells do. Then you move into proliferation area. And this is where the workers come. If you're back to our analogy, this is where they're bringing in the materials that will then go together to cover that wound. And again, your, our cells do that. And then finally, we have the remodeling. This is where you're putting a cover on the wound or you're putting, a, in our analogy, you're putting a cover on, um, on, on the house. But what's important is on, in each of these uh, different stages, you have to have a different, uh, the right amount of food or the right kind of food to feed the workers, to feed those cells. So things like, um, vitamin C. Vitamin C is important for collagen. This is, this is what forms the, 
the strength of the wound. And if you don't have enough vitamin C, that wound will be very, very, uh, it won't be as strong. Uh, zinc is also very important. That's important in many, many of those early um, processes in inflammation. And arginine and glutamine, these are amino acids. What are amino acids? They're building blocks of protein. So when you have a protein, it's made up of amino acids. And when you have a wound, a significant wound, um, you can't get enough. The body doesn't supply enough arginine and glutamine. That's why you need to supplement with those. And just like you have to feed the different workers at each of the stages, you have to feed the different cells at each of these stages. And if you don't do that, that's when you get stuck. That's when you're, it, it's like a car that's stuck in the snow. You're giving it a lot of gas, you're using a lot of energy, but you're just not going anywhere. And that's where the wound healing becomes, becomes stalled out. Now hold that thought, we're gonna come right back to you. If you've just joined us, you're listening to Caregiver SOS on air. I'm Ron Aaron, along with our very special guest, Dr. Jeffrey Nelson, and our co-host, Carol Zerniel. And we thank you so much for joining us right here on Caregiver SOS on air. The WellMed Charitable Foundation would like to remind you it is important to stay connected while social distancing. Caregiver stress may be higher now, and specialists are available to talk with. There's no question that we are living in not normal times, but whether the new normal will be the old normal is yet to be seen. So if you are troubled, if you are feeling stressed, ask for help. Services are provided at no cost. See more at caregiversos.org. Hello, friend. We're so pleased you're with us here on Caregiver SOS On Air. And we're talking on our Caregiver SOS On Air hotline with Dr. Jeffrey Nelson. Dr. Nelson is a senior research scientist in the Adult Clinical Therapeutic Nutrition Group within the Scientific and Medical Affairs Department at Abbott. He must have a business card that's really big. We've been talking about <laughs> how to heal wounds and what the elements are in doing that. And Carol, you want to pick it up? Well, I, you know, I, I wanted to emphasize something that I think I heard you say that a lot of people may not realize. I heard you say that as we get older, we don't absorb our food, the vitamins and minerals and all the good stuff in our food like we did when we were younger. And I also heard you say that if we're taking certain medications, that could also change the way that we absorb the nutritional elements of our food. Yes, and as we know, with uh, you know the the numbers of people with wounds is is only going to increase because of the baby boomers coming up, and we know that there's you know there's already over seven million people that suffer from chronic wounds um, today, and that's a huge huge cost burden both on the Medicare system as well as uh, um, you know personally. It's 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 a huge it's a huge human cost. Now, what's the definition yeah. of a wound? Is it uh, because people can have tiny little things that just don't heal versus great big uh, uh, cuts and other abrasions that don't heal as well? And I'm assuming you wound as a title covers all of that. 
Yeah, that's a great question because there's acute wounds. So if you say you cut your hand on a knife, that's something that happened very quickly. Um, that didn't happen over time. Usually those heal up in a couple of weeks. And then there's something like a diabetic foot ulcer that can start out very, very small and that just does not heal. And a lot of it is because of, you know, the risk factors that we, that we went through. So there's, depending on what kind of wound, there's, you know, there can be um, burns, um, pressure injuries, used to be called pressure ulcers, but now they call them pressure injuries. There's um, surgical wounds. So a lot of people don't think of when they have surgery and they're opened up, is that a wound? Yes, it is, because it's a, it's a breaking of, of the skin. And to what Carol was saying, as we do get older, things just don't heal as quickly for, for a number of those reasons, those extrinsic and intrinsic. And that's why nutrition is one of those things that, that is uh, so promising. And I like to tell people, I like to tell the healthcare professionals that there's a standard of care that you're going to use. And you have a toolbox of many different things, dressings, um, things that cover the wound, ointments, that type of thing. Nutrition and supplements such as Juven is just one more thing that you can put in your toolbox to help heal that wound up as quickly as possible so it doesn't go down that, that road where things get much worse. Now, when you mentioned uh, nutrition, that's from the inside out. Uh, can't you simply slather on the amino acids and all that stuff from the outside that'll heal that wound? No, I don't think it works that way. It would be, it would be nice. There's a lot, of, uh, a lot of things that people have come up with that they say will, that you can slather on, but uh, it is definitely from the inside out. Well. Uh, I'm, I'm curious, it, um, in medical school, um, I, only because I, I recently had another nutrition discussion, um, in medical school, do doctors learn about the relationship between nutrition and wound care or, you know, or complex care uh, from, on the health side? Is that something that's, that's taught or is this new? Is this a new field? That is an excellent question. Because of all the years I've been doing this, and I just celebrated last week my 24th year at Abbott, and with all of my years, we've been saying that doctors just are not taught about nutrition. When we talk to specialists in the, in the area, podiatrists, for example, who would be dealing more with the diabetic foot ulcers, we've heard that it's just not one of those areas that they hear about. They think more about he's a diabetic, we need to lower the blood sugar, and we will send them to a dietitian. So they really aren't getting this, this education um, as much as, as I think that they should. And that's one thing that I'm trying to do as well with some of my um, external healthcare professionals now are doing at conferences to show that it's so important to look at these specific nutrients that I mentioned and show that if you don't have those, as I said, you're going to, you can stall this wound healing and it's one more tool and it's a very easy tool to, to manipulate, to help heal that wound. 
Carol and I worked with a fella uh, who suffered a uh, bottom of the foot injury, a diabetic. He had peripheral neuropathy, didn't feel uh, what was happening. Uh, and it festered and festered and festered to the point where ultimately he had to have his leg amputated from the knee down. So these, uh, I mentioned that because it shows you how serious uh, not treating these wounds can be. He didn't even know he had it. Yeah, and let me, let me tell you a little bit about what, what a patient should do and what a caregiver should do if, if they so have someone living with them. Um, number one, you should check your feet daily because, you, as you just said, you may not feel it. You may not feel if you have a blister, a cut. You may not even feel if you have a small pebble in your shoe. Number two, you should keep your feet clean. Wash them every day with soap and water because that's going one, it's going to keep them clean, and two, it's going to make you aware that you need to be checking your feet. Number three, choose the right shoes. How many people have tight shoes or a work boot or something that's rubbing on, on the side? That's all it takes is something very small to become something very big. And again, not only check your shoes if, for, for um, uh, the right size, but look inside the shoe. You may have picked up a small stone or a pebble because we hear this time and time again that, oh, I didn't even hear, I didn't feel it. I didn't even know it was there. Get regular checkups. The one thing that the healthcare physician should do is, um, you know, ask the patient, take off your shoes and socks for every appointment. Look for redness and openness and ask questions. Do you feel any foot pain? pain? And most importantly, you want to treat early. And with the diabetic, I brought this up before, but if you're a smoker, quit smoking because that has significant effects on, on the feet and the capillaries and the blood flow in your feet. Well, that, that, you know, I think that's so important um, to mention sort of that, that care that goes on. Um, so besides um, a diabetic, we know a lot of people may have uh, be caring for someone who is in a wheelchair or is bed bound. And you mentioned, you know, uh, pressure, wound, pressure injuries. I forget what you could say the new word was, not ulcer. Yeah, pressure, pressure injuries. injuries. Pressure injuries. Ooh, I got it right. Um, yeah. You know, so what would that what would that look like for somebody who's new to caregiving that doesn't know what would they be? You know, feet. I I can understand, but you know, for somebody who's sitting down, what would I want to be looking for? Would it be like a, a bruise look? Well, I can give you a personal uh, experience. My nephew is paralyzed from the chest down, and uh, this happened when he was a young man. He, uh, you know, you would look at him and he looks like he's in top health from the chest up and his arms and everything, but he developed a pressure injury in his buttocks and it was from not looking and what you're not checking. Um, But what you want to look for is, is there redness? Um, Has the patient been moved, you know, or are they just sitting all the time? Um, have they lost weight? Do they do they um, do they feel any pain? If you know, if it's someone who's in a wheelchair but can still feel pain, do they feel any pain? Um, but look for redness. That's going to be your first clue. Is some irritation that's that's in a specific area, and um, usually you can tell. Yeah, they've been sitting too much in that area, and now it's turning red. And this is something that. Uh, that they would want to bring up and talk to their doctor about so it doesn't 
become open, that's when you really start going downhill. Exact same thing happened to a good friend of mine. An 80-year-old had broke his hip. They put a pin in. He's been in a wheelchair. And just the other day, his, his wife told us he needed to go to the wound doctor. He had developed, he, she called it a pressure wound, but a pressure injury on his butt that uh, they didn't realize was there uh, until his caregiver gave him a shower and saw it and took him in. See, that's the whole thing. That's why whether you're a, a diabetic looking at feet, or if you're looking at someone else's body as a caregiver, and it might be very, very uncomfortable, but as a caregiver, you need to check the whole body out, especially if they're immobile like that, because if you don't, it's just going to go downhill from there. And the earlier you treat them, the earlier you get them on a nutritional supplement, such as what we have, and get them to a doctor, the better the outcome is going to be. And so many times, they want to just to kind of ignore it and they don't get to a doctor and then they go from stage one to stage two, stage three, and it just gets worse and worse. So treat early. We got to go. Thank you so much. (laughs) You're a great guest, Dr. Nelson. And uh, we hope we can have you back again for Carol Zerniel. I'm Ron Aaron. Thank you to Dr. Jeffrey Nelson and Abbott. And thanks for listening to Caregiver SOS on air. You've been listening to Caregiver SOS On Air, an exclusive presentation of the WellMed Charitable Foundation. We welcome emails with suggestions and comments on this program at radio at wellmed.net. Join co-hosts Carol Zerniel and Ron Aaron next week for more on caregiving, improving the health and well-being of caregivers and their care recipients everywhere. For more on caregiving and podcasts of our programs, visit caregiversos.org.